This podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule, whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Hello, America. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here across the United States. The phone number, 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, I got to remember how to do radio from my home office. So I'm sure you want me to get to the news, and I will, but I just... This is a Monday masquerading as a Tuesday. Got to the office. The internet is dead as a doornail. Had to turn, pack up my stuff, get home. Uh, had a woman, she was trying to pass a mail truck, and she swerved out in front of me. I had to jump onto the curb. Uh, literally, I'm going like 35 miles an hour, and, and, she, and she's got a big I'm a cat lady sticker on the back of her car. I get home. I get everything taken care of. I, I I grab a hamburger from Burger King to eat, and when I open the ketchup bottle, I had to change clothes. I got ketchup everywhere. Um, it's just it's one of those days. We will endeavor, however, to put on a great show for you today. The phone number eight seven seven nine seven three seven four two five, and you can always text Eric E R I C K to three three seven 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 if you want to get the show notes, the podcast, all that stuff. We've got to begin well with all the stuff that actually matters at the moment, and uh, by that I mean everything suddenly matters. But to get there, I've got to put it to you in perspective here. I want to play for you first, Joe Biden. All I hear from my friends on the other side is what they say is wrong with America. They keep telling us America's failing. They're wrong. I've got news from America has the strongest economy in the world right now, today. Lowest inflation rate among any major economy. 13.5 million new jobs, and there's no one reason for it. It's not because of me, although our products have helped, not just the Democratic Party, it's you. I mean it sincerely, not, not a joke. It's the American people, your grit, determination, you never quit. That's that's President Biden. And, of course, you now have they're arguing about the polls. The Wall Street Journal poll, among others, have come out. We'll get there. But uh, this is uh, Jared Bernstein. He's the White House economic advisor complaining about the polling. Only one third consistently of Americans buy into your contention that Bidenomics is working. So you've got to come on. You might maybe you need to come on every day because it's not working. (laughs) Your message. Well, uh, I, uh, I certainly don't have the uh, luxury of doing that, but let me 
uh, talk a little bit about Bidenomics and people's sentiment about it. I think the polls that you're reflecting are oftentimes very much 30 or 40,000 feet up. I'm not discounting them, by the way. I know they're real. I know they're real. I'm not discounting them, but now on uh, CNN, you got an economist coming on arguing that the polling is pointless now. It's, it's, it's gotten to the point where it's almost pointless asking Republicans how they feel about the economy. Only 7% of them were willing to admit that the economy had gotten better over the past two years. So I think when we ask these questions, people are no longer telling us they feel about the economy really they're telling us how they feel about the president says someone who doesn't quite understand how the polling works now here's a, a guest on msnbc listen to this one well, the election is, is still more than a year away i think there's no question that we are going to have plenty of conversation in this country about donald trump's criminality about his efforts to overturn a free and fair election so I, I'm not anxious about the fact that we're not talking about that. I think that will be a point of the conversation. The other point you mentioned, though, is you know that that uh, Atlantic piece suggests that both candidates go into this diminished, and that part I find discouraging because oh. since the last election, one candidate, uh, likely frontrunner in the Republican Party, tried to overturn an election, lead a violent insurrection, uh, you know, uh, uh, put in a court in place that stripped away a fundamental right for women in this country. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can get the rest of this. This is can't, can't talk about the economy. Now, here's Joe Scarborough on MSNBC this morning talking about the Wall Street Journal poll. In a dead heat, in a 2024 general election matchup, in the survey, 46% say they would vote for Biden, while 46% say they would vote for Trump. 8% say they are undecided. So in the, this conversation, mixing this in, really shows you where the country's at. Yeah, okay, that was Mika. Joe went on to, to blast the polling and the public for even leaning towards Donald Trump. Now, this is Ro Kahana, member of Congress, progressive member of Congress. And Congressman, uh, the president touted his economic achievements uh, today during a stop uh, in Philadelphia. He says the U.S. has the strongest economy in the world. But uh, in this new Wall Street Journal poll that uh, came out uh, just in recent days, 59% of voters disapprove of his handling of the economy. What's going on here? What, what do you make of this disconnect between the White House messaging and how Americans feel? Because there are a lot of metrics out there that say that the, the economy is doing fine, but Americans aren't saying that when they're asked by pollsters. What's going on? Well, the president is right to tout two specific accomplishments. He did save 300 pensions. I'm here uh, on, in New Hampshire on Labor Day, and president of Teamsters acknowledged that President Biden helped save many of those pensions. Second, President Biden has brought back manufacturing jobs, semiconductor manufacturing jobs, and many battery plants. Those are just facts. But here's the thing, Jim. Look, prices are still too high. Gas prices are high. Food prices are high. People have had a tough time. So we have to recognize that there's a lot more work to do. President Biden is trying to reverse the decline of the working class for the last 40 years. He's making progress, but there's more work to be done. Last word before I get to the point, Mike Pence. I know you've got another guest coming on. The Biden administration is trying to make a case that Bidenomics is working. Uh, but but nobody's buying Bidenomics. You know, I was in Iowa this week and I told people, you know, inflation's at a 40-year high. Mortgage rates are at a 22-year high. Two out of three Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. 
uh, Bidenomics has been a failure for American families. And I really believe the time has come for us to offer a vision for renewing this economy, tackling inflation. But it doesn't mean we have to give up with our role of leader of the free world. As I said back in that debate, uh, I, anybody that says that we can't be the leader of the free world uh, and get this economy moving and secure our border and, and deal with all the issues the American people are dealing with, Anybody who thinks we can't do both those things got a pretty small view of the greatest nation on but earth. What is the, we can do what, both what is the with the right Republican leadership in the White House. He's right, by the way. The economy is clicking if you live along the coast. Everybody else, it's not so good. Uh, inflation is still up. Grocery prices are still up. Uh, the, the economists and the wonks of Washington, they look at the basic economic metrics and they kind of ignore that you're looking at the price of milk at the grocery store. That sort of stuff matters greatly. The economy matters greatly. This is from Fox News. The inflation big picture telling a much different story, though. Take a look. Overall inflation is up nearly 16% from January 2021 when Biden took office to last month. Grocery prices also up nearly 20%. The rate of inflationary growth has gone down to between 3 and 4%. It had been up over 8%. Prices have not declined. They have just are going up at a slower pace. Wages have not caught up except in certain parts of the country. This isn't, and, and the Democrats will now have you believe that it's, it's an urban-rural divide. And, well, screw the rural Americans, but that's not really it. Uh, the suburbs are feeling the pinch as well. People who live in the suburbs and they're commuting to an urban corridor for work are feeling the price of gas. Saudi Arabia has today announced it's going to continue curtailing uh, oil production through December. Russia is as well. Uh, that's going to drive up oil prices further. If there's going to be more pain at the pump, it's going to push the economy into recession. And, of course, the Biden administration will be complaining that it's the Saudis and the Russians collaborating to ruin the economy. They won't be able to take credit for it. They want to take credit for what they call Bidenomics, but they can't. Now, all of this conversation comes because of a Wall Street Journal poll over the weekend. I don't know that the Wall Street Journal poll is the best uh, poll because it combines a phone sample and an online sample. And I am deeply, deeply skeptical at this point of online samples. And the reason is because they've all been inaccurate so far when we've compared them to actual elections. They continue to tweak the model. I don't think they'll get it right because online polling tends to be from an upper income uh, even as they try to model it and claim that it's not, they tend to be more engaged politically. They tend to be more involved politically. They're not your average voter. They skew the polling. The poll is also conducted uh, by, in part, Donald Trump's pollster. That hasn't been highlighted enough. Now, they do separate independent polling, but I, I do think you can make the case that, that having the president, former president's pollster do the poll is a problem. But the poll's great news for Donald Trump. It shows him surging after his mugshot in Atlanta. It shows him with a commanding lead on the Republican side. The problem is if you take the primary polling that shows Donald Trump doing very well, you need to also take from the exact same poll that he loses to Joe Biden. 
uh, and Ron DeSantis wins, regardless of what the numbers are, though. The Democrats are beginning to get spooked about Joe Biden. The Democrats are starting to realize this isn't in the back. The Democrats are starting to realize Donald Trump's been indicted four times. He's big mugshotted. He's going to go to trial uh, across multiple states, and he's still at a tied race, essentially, with Joe Biden. And why is that? Because people don't feel the economic good news. When George H.W. Bush was running against Bill Clinton in 1992, the Republicans were telling everyone screaming from the rooftops that the economy had recovered, the economy was good, but people didn't feel like the economy was good. And what Bill Clinton and James Carville and Paul Begala did with their it's the economy stupid message was they continue to highlight that people feel left behind. Even as the economic data suggested that the economy had turned around, people didn't feel it. And the Republicans were essentially telling people, gosh, darn it, don't you know what's good for you? This economy is good. You should suck it up and like the economy. Look at all the good in this economy for you. And the public did not feel that good. And the Democrats did not lecture people. They didn't question the polling. They did not suggest that that the polls are bad. They went out and they addressed people's concerns. This is an opening for Republicans to do the same thing. The Democrats embraced the term Bidenomics, and they did it to their detriment. This is another one of those moments I was right. I told you people, the moment the Democrats embraced Bidenomics, it would be turned on them. And now they're trying to claim Bidenomics is this wonderful, great thing, and the polling is wrong, and people are ungrateful, and and it's just the Republicans skewing the polling, and people just don't like Joe Biden, and they're hiding behind the economy, and the economy is so good, and look at all the awful, terrible Donald Trump things that the Republican Party is doing. It doesn't matter, Democrats. It doesn't matter. This is what you have to understand. You are not addressing people's concerns about groceries. You are not addressing people's concerns about gas. If anything, you're telling them to go buy a battery-powered car. When you don't have the money for groceries, you sure as heck don't have the money for a battery-powered car. This is why Trump and Biden are so close. This is why every Republican polled against Joe Biden except Donald Trump is ahead of Joe Biden. If the Republicans got a clue, they could wipe out the Democratic Party and not spending a ton of money. And even Donald Trump, you're going to have to spend a lot more money, but even Donald Trump could do it because the Democrats have taken their eye off the prize. And the prize is connecting to the middle class where they are. And the Democrats have lost that connection. And instead of trying to connect to those people, they're trying to lecture those people that, gosh darn it, you actually have it good, you ungrateful person. That's not a way to get these people to vote for you. It's a way to spell doom for Democrats, or at least for the Democrats to have to wait for Republicans to screw it up. So it's not so much the Democrats winning as it is the Republicans losing, which is entirely possible for the GOP. In the meantime, the American people remain the big losers. I am a small businessman. The company that I run for my radio show, it's a small business. I've got employees. I don't have HR. You may be in that situation and you may really need HR. Well, You may want to talk to Bambi. When running a business, your employees can create all sorts of interesting situations and they could get you in trouble. What happens when two employees are squabbling? One of them smells bad all the time. What do you do? How do you navigate the rules? With Bambi, you get access to your own dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 a month. They're available by phone, email, real-time chat. 
Onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance. Your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. Let Bambi handle your employees for you. Their HR autopilot automates important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. Listen, you want U.S.-based HR managers who give you experience, expertise, a personal touch you need to make it seem like they're a part of your team. They could cost eighty grand a year, but Bambi starts at $99 a month. Schedule your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Go to Bambi.com right now. Type in Eric Erickson under podcast when you sign up. It'll help you. It'll help your company grow. It'll help you keep peace of mind. It's spelled B-A-M-B-E-E. Bam. B-E-E.com. Bambi.com. Type in Eric Erickson. Greetings. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. This is a bizarre story. Uh, and it, it Joe Biden likes to claim he's deeply empathetic to people, but he oftentimes comes across as an out-of-touch jerk. He was headed to his beach home in Delaware and informed reporters that he could not go home, home. He lives at the White House. He has a beach house, but he also has his Delaware home, which is undergoing upgrades by the Secret Service, and so he can't be in the house right now because of the upgrades and he wants reporters to know he can't go home home they asked him if he was homeless and he said no I, I just I can't go home home you know neither can the people in Maui Mr. President neither can many of the people in Florida there's still problems in East Palestine Ohio and you have still chosen not to go to East Palestine Ohio to walk over to reporters unsolicited I might add to complain that he's homeless, essentially, because he can't go to the home he wants to go to when there are people in Maui whose homes and children are gone because of the fire and people in Florida whose homes have washed away. It's mind-boggling to me people in the press continue to let him get away with this stuff. What you have to understand about coverage of Joe Biden in the press is that so many members of the press are so broken by Donald Trump, they will do anything and everything possible to cover for Joe Biden and excuse it all away so they do not have to deal with the political ramifications that could help Donald Trump. And then, of course, you have the other half of the media that is just desperate for Donald Trump to be the Republican nominee, doing everything they can to help him in that regard. The whole thing, the American media is broken. Donald Trump broke everything. Uh, and and that's not necessarily a bad thing to some degree, but it is remarkable just how many institutions and people broke under his weight. Um, that they, they it just it's it's remarkable, and it's not really his fault per se. It shows how weak those people and institutions were uh, across the board, left, right, and center. It's just it's it's something to behold, and the amount of people in the press who would vilify any other Republican who said they're, they can't go home home given the destruction that's happened in the country in the last few weeks, and they'll give Biden a pass. 
I don't want you to take a pass on this great offer from Swiss America. You can get the Walking Liberty Half Dollar at an amazing low price of $13.50 each delivered up to 250 while supplies last. It's a great way to get into precious metal investing for your portfolio. And Swiss America, they can navigate you on the rules as well. That's very important. There are rules. If you want to use precious metals as part of your IRA or your 401k, Swiss America can guide you with those rules. They're easy to understand. They can also get you into precious metal investing, including this Walking Liberty Half Dollar. All you have to do is call them, 800-289-2646. You can even text my name to them, 800-289-2646. Message and data rates may apply. You can also go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. You can also get from them their report on the war on cash because this is a big thing. Governments and corporations trying to push you into credit cards that they can control your spending as opposed to letting you use cash. They have a great report on it and what you can do about it, as well as the Walking Liberty Half Dollars for $13.50. 800-289-2646. Text them or call them. Give them my name or SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. Message data rates may apply. Hi there. Welcome. Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. How's about we take a phone call? Lewis, you're going to be up first today. Welcome. Eric, um, I want to address an issue. Uh, our aging representatives. Um, this is starting, the chickens are coming home to roost on this one because we can see the decline. And I'm not throwing rocks at anybody. It's just people are getting old and we don't have anybody young stepping up to the plate to take their position because they don't want them to be replaced. And the youngest people we have in there right now is AOC and Pete Buttigieg, but we don't have that kind of representation that we're really looking for. And, you know, even with Biden, uh, the age gap in, in representation and voting is really an issue. They don't see issues arising um, one one of the things is is that you got Xi holding his hand up with his soldiers like Hitler did, and no, nobody nobody sees the signs here. But you have to have somebody young enough to know the history to see the signs, and also understand we got to have younger blood in there, but also have enough representation that represents the interest that you're looking for. That's what you're trying to replace. Yeah, look, uh, this is a real concern, particularly in light of the Mitch McConnell situation, what, last week or so when he he had to be rebooted. Uh, you've got Diane Feinstein. You know, Chuck Grassley is the healthiest of the bunch, and he's 89 years old and still runs every day. Joe Biden is over 80. Donald Trump is, what, 78, 79 years old, um, and, and he's the young one. They're all old. Um, but, you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, and this is important that we all acknowledge this, it's the voters. It's the voters. The voters seem to be upset that Joe Biden is this old. It comes up in the polling regularly. And yet uh, the polls suggest they would go for him over Donald Trump, despite their concerns with age. They don't like Kamala Harris either. Um, the polling matters. Uh, Katie Britt is the youngest female senator. She's 40. John Ossoff of Georgia is 35. He's the youngest uh, d uh, male senator right now. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, youngest female member of the House. She's 33. Maxwell Frost is 25, meeting the bare minimum requirements for the U.S. House representatives. They're, they're real problems 
in uh, age on both ends, frankly. But um, yeah, we 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 got a bunch of old people in Congress, and maybe it is time for term limits. God Himself has His own method of term limiting, but it's not the one people want. Uh, but the voters keep voting for them. That that's that's the thing here. The voters keep voting for the old people. They say they don't like it, but they keep voting. It is possible, it is absolutely possible for someone to run a campaign in a primary election and make age the issue, but very few want to, and those who do tend to not be good candidates otherwise. They complain about age and that's all they have. You gotta have better candidate quality step up too. But it's becoming a problem and uh, we shouldn't have to see Mitch McConnell need to be rebooted the other day to know that. Uh, we shouldn't have to see Joe Biden and his rambling and, and wandering off stage and stuff to know that. Uh, the polls continue to suggest Joe Biden's age is a serious liability for him. And it is only because of his potential Republican opponent that he does well. You swap out Trump's name for literally any of the other Republicans running and Joe Biden loses. Um. That's here now in the beginning of September of 2023. That's the case. You swap out any other Republican and he loses. Um, Trump either loses or is tied with Biden in the polling. But uh, Trump's voters seem convinced that they must have him. And I I still think he can win. I just think it's going to be harder and harder for him to do so unless the economy completely collapses. But we'll see. Now, um, I I need to talk about some of this polling. And I know how some people get about the polling, but just bear with me on this. There's 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 a larger point here. There's a conversation happening. It is a very online conversation on the right of just how much... Uh, black support will Donald Trump get? And there are some people who think it'll be 30, 40%. I don't believe that'll be the case. Now, I know if you are just absolutely epistemically convinced that that he is the be-all, end-all of all things, you may believe it's 30%. The data historically doesn't show that, even 2020. However, however... On average, this according to the New York Times, uh, Joe Biden leads Donald Trump 53 to 28% among registered non-white voters. The result represents a marked deterioration in Mr. Biden's support. Now, that 28% is combined non-white, so Asian, Black, Hispanic, uh, American Indian, you name it, um, non-white voters. Among Black voters... Trump may get to 15%. Here's here's the thing people need to understand. Um, you, You live in fantasy land. You are not grounded in reality if you believe Donald Trump is going to get 30% of the black vote. However, if Donald Trump gets 15% of the black vote, if any Republican gets 15% of the black vote, the Democrats are toast. The Democrats are toast. If Repub- You don't need 30% of the black vote to wipe out the Democrats. 15% will do. Why? Because uh, where the country is headed right now with the incumbent party, white voters are... Um, white voters are, are leaning towards voting out the incumbent. So white voters leaning heavily towards a non-Biden candidacy. Asian voters... Same way. 
Hispanic voters more and more identify as white voters by and large. It's the black voters who are still a, a entrenched within the Democratic Party. But a 10 to 15% shift to the GOP for black voters is statistically significant. It matters greatly. Now, th this is a uh, quote of the New York Times. Mr. Biden's tepid support among these non-white voters appears to be mostly responsible for the close race in early national surveys, which show Mr. Biden and Mr. Trump all but tied among registered voters, even as Mr. Biden runs as well among white voters as he did four years ago. With more than a year to go until the election, there's plenty of time for Mr. Biden to re-energize his former supporters. Indeed, the Times Siena data suggests Mr. Biden could approach though not match, his 2020 standing simply by reclaiming voters who say they backed him in the last election. But the possibility that his standing will remain beneath the already depressed levels of the last presidential election should not be discounted. Democrats have lost ground among non-white voters in almost every election over the last decade, even as racially charged fights over everything from a border wall to kneeling during the national anthem might have been expected to produce the exact opposite results. Weak support for Mr. Biden could easily manifest itself as low turnout as it did in 2022, even if many young and less engaged voters ultimately do not vote for Mr. Trump. That issue right there is the thing that is not highlighted enough. For black voters who cannot, for historic reasons, most people will understand, bring themselves to vote for a Republican candidate they are still voting for that Republican candidate simply by not voting. Their refusal to vote is a conscious decision. And it's one that could have devastating impacts to Joe Biden. And as the black community suffers economically in this country, disproportionately to the white voters of America and the economy among white voters and even Hispanic voters, they are likely to sit it out. Mr. Biden, according to the New York Times, is underperforming most among non-white voters making less than $100,000 a year. This is another problem for the Democrats. Blue-collar voters. A lot of people, when they imagine a blue-collar voter, they're thinking of a, a, a white man in overalls or something. They're, they're thinking of a white man without a college degree. There are a lot of non-white blue-collar workers in this country, and ideologically, they see eye-to-eye -eye with the plumber and the electrician and the landscaper who never went to college. They see way more eye-to-eye -eye with them than they do college-educated Democrats of all races and they feel left behind in Joe Biden's economy. That really does begin to matter. It is why Donald Trump still has a good chance in 2024, even as his chance is worse than all the other Republicans. It matters. Black voters feel betrayed by Joe Biden on the economy. Now, you have to be careful here, though. You have to be careful here. Some black voters feel betrayed by Joe Biden that he didn't go hard enough on the left. They, they bought into the rhetoric of the progressives that America is systemically racist. We need to break America apart. We need to fight systemic racism. There are black progressive, uh, non-college educated people who have bought into black liberation theology, the, the, the systemic racism of the country, the 1619 Project, all of that. And they're angry at Joe Biden for not going far enough. If Donald Trump's the nominee... 
the odds are they come back to Biden and they actually vote. But there are a great many who just feel disaffected by the economy generally. They, they, they're they not progressive. They're not woke. They're culturally conservative. They don't like boys and girls bathrooms. They don't like boys and girls sports. They don't like this stuff. They don't like Biden's economy. They don't like the progressivism, the white secular progressivism in particular of the Democratic Party. They may sit it out. They might vote Republican. You offer them up a Tim Scott, for example, they probably vote Republican. They become very comfortable voting for a black man over Joe Biden. The question really is Republicans, what choice do you give these people? It's something you got to think about. The polling out there right now, uh, the same polling that shows people are really put off by Joe Biden, the same polling that shows Joe Biden is underperforming non-white voters, the same polling that shows all these things still shows him beating Donald Trump and losing to every other Republican. That, that's an issue not for the Democrats. That's an issue for the Republicans. If you look at the way the Democrats are playing this, though, they are very clearly trying to steer the Republican nomination towards Donald Trump. I do think that a lot of the indictments, even a, a conscious decision to make Donald Trump take a mugshot when they didn't have to, all those things, go towards trying to shape the Republican field. My gosh, people, we just went through 2022 when Democrats openly bragged that they were shaping the Republican field to give themselves an advantage. The remarkable side effect of all of this, though, would it not be very funny if the Democrats put all this effort into ensuring Donald Trump's the Republican nominee and he beats them? Small businesses across America would burn. SUVs would be on fire. The Democrats would riot through Main Street America, and it is actually possible. It is the Democrats don't pay enough attention to that side of it. Donna Brazil was on um, this week on ABC this weekend saying Democrats don't don't get it that that Trump has a um, he surrounded himself with people who are deeply loyal to him. It's possible for him to win. It's possible. It's not probable, but it's possible. It's more probable another Republican wins, but that doesn't preclude the possibility of Donald Trump. And particularly if the economy goes south winning and the Democrats, they're not thinking about that. They're not thinking they're not thinking any straighter than the Republicans are right now. When Joe Biden continues to alienate non-white voters because of his performance, because of the economy, the Democrats have real problems they just can't bring themselves to address. Now, one of the problems you may have is the air around you needs to be cleaned up. And I would like to recommend the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Why? Because it works. Uh, so this weekend, so I played a lot of golf this past weekend and I went out by myself on Friday and I had my cigar because it keeps the bugs away, folks. And well, my car smelled like a cigar when I was done, but the Eden Pure Thunderstorm wiped out the odors and I know it can. Now, I don't actively smoke a cigar in my car, unlike some people I know, uh, and then fire up the Eden Pure, but it does work and you can get three of them for less than $300, less than $200 actually. You're saving $200, you get them for less than $200, you get free shipping, you get three of them. So you have upstairs, your downstairs, your basement or your RV or your travel bag or your car, wherever you need it. You go to EdenPureDeals.com, EdenPureDeals.com, that's the website. On the front page, you'll see a discount code box, you put in ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, EdenPureDeals.com, the discount code is ERIC, you get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms for less than $200, you're saving $200, you get free shipping, you wipe out odors, you clean the air. Guys, your wife never knows you had the cigar in your truck. I'm just saying. EdenPureDeals.com, the discount code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. 
Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are nationwide, you want your business to grow, reach out to First Liberty. They might be able to help you. If you're buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, expanding your business, that's what they do. FirstLibertyGA.com. They can help any business nationwide that needs $250,000 or more. FirstLibertyGA.com. Tell them I sent you. All right. Um, when we come back, there's a government shutdown headed this way. Don't look now. Got 25 days left until the government shuts down, and I have strongly held views on the matter. Uh, before I get there, though, um, I, 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 it, this ties into something I want to talk about later, but a the body of a 14-year-old boy has been found in Colorado. He was down to 40 pounds when he died, according to autopsy reports. His mother... Rebecca Vance and his aunt Christine Vance have both been found as well. All three of them malnutrition and hypothermia. The the mom, this is so awful. The mom decided to protect her family from coming collapse in America and calamity that they needed to go live off the grid. There's a problem though. They didn't know how to do it. And they were discovered in July. A hiker found the boy's remains outside of a tent in a remote campsite uh, east of Gunniston, Colorado. Uh, investigators then found the mom and aunt of the boy inside the tent. They had been living off the grid and struggled to feed themselves, provide water for themselves, and even to provide shelter for themselves. And uh, winter came and it was the record snowfall, and they died. I have a sneaking suspicion we're going to start hearing more of these stories. Because there is a growing movement of preppers in the country, on the left and the right, by the way. The, the left likes to make it sound like there's this right-wing um Conspiracy, but there's not. There's also a lot of living off the grid on the left for the carbon footprint issues, among other things. And both sides have developed a fatalism that the world's coming to an end, the country's going to collapse. I mean, the, the, we're, we're in decline, moral, social, political, economic decline. Uh, we've got to fend for ourselves. I know people who are preppers. Lord, do I know people who are preppers. And I knew them before I was in talk radio. And then you, you get into talk radio, you realize how so much of uh, some talk radio advertising is geared towards preppers and survival foods and stuff like that. Like, I have a policy. I won't advertise that stuff on my show. And it pays a lot of money. It pays a lot of money to advertise the prepper stuff. And I just can't bring myself to do it uh, morally, consciously, because I, I believe I'm selling fear. And I don't want to do that. But there are a lot of people who get paid big bucks to do it. And there are a lot of people who believe it. Uh, it's one thing to set aside uh, emergency preparations for if disaster comes. It's another thing to be so convinced that the apocalypse is coming that you take your family without having any deep set of knowledge on how to do it and you move off grid and you kill your son and yourself because of your delusions and selfishness. It's just awful. And the sick, sad irony is the mom decided she needed to do this to save her son from the world. And instead, she lost him in the woods and he died.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.